Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is The Rich Eisen Show. Are you ready? With guest host, Bobby Bones. So I got to go and spend a whole day with Jerry Jones. Live from The Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. And so I've been a massive, lifelong Dallas Cowboys fan for like four months. (laughs) It was the most amazing experience. Today's guests, co-host of the Pro Football Focus NFL podcast, Sam Monson. NFL Network analyst, Scott Pioli, Vanderbilt men's basketball coach, Jerry Stackhouse, three-time Pro Bowl running back, Chris Johnson. And now, sitting in for Rich, it's Bobby Bones. Welcome back to my personal fantasy camp, because that's what this is, fellas. We all get to do cool things, and this is the coolest thing I've ever done in my entire life, so uh, filling in for Rich, who's a, a personal hero as well. I do want to start with a little something called Touch Em All, which, as I was looking through all the stories... There was something pretty good in all sports, so let's touch them all. In the NFL, the big men, it was all about the big men. The University of Pittsburgh's Kalijah Cansey, 281 pounds, had a 4.67 official time in the 40. You know, everybody's like, why are there so many concussions? That's why there are so many concussions, (laughs) because people are so big and so fast, and when they hit you, boom, it hurts. Your brain rattles. I became friends with Demarcus Ware. Oh, really? Man, he was like, why are you just like hurting my feelings these last two days, man? <laughs> well, <laughs> for 10 years, my favorite football player, DeMarcus Ware. You ever met him? No, never met him yet. Kindest guy. And him and I were put in an uncomfortable situation as we were both cast on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, okay, yeah. And so he was my guy. We, you, It's kind of like trauma bonding there because nobody knows <laughs> what they're doing. I'd never danced a day in my life and neither had he. And also I was like, that's DeMarcus Ware. And so him and I became really close during that three or four months, and we've actually stayed pretty close since then. But what I learned was he's really large and really (laughs) fast, and I would never want to be a quarterback getting hit by a guy that size. And so when I see guys that are 281 pounds running a 4.6, I go, yeah, that's real fast for a guy that size, and that would really hurt to get hit by. George outside linebacker Nolan Smith, who was hurt for a lot of last year with a torn pec, and he was only going to do a few drills because of that, but he, he ran the 40 at 4.39. That is fly. <laughs> I mean, if you hit a 4.4, that's a pretty fast wide receiver. But you're going to say an outside linebacker, he ran a 4.39. That is amazing. That's super quick. And I definitely want to talk about that with Rich and with Scott Pioli, who are coming up later on, to talk about the combine. So that's the NFL. Let's go over to college basketball as we touch them all. You know, the thing about Antoine Davis, and he plays at Detroit's Mercy, is that he's about to break Pistol Pete's record. He's played a lot more games. And sometimes you hear people go, he's played so many more games it shouldn't count. I think there's something to say about people who can stay healthy and play a lot of games, regardless of college, NFL, wherever you're breaking these records. So he's three points shy of matching Pete Maravich's NCAA career scoring leader, scoring 22 in the loss to Youngstown State in the Horizon League tournament. He get, you know, whether he gets another chance to break the record, that remains to be seen really close. But all the haters that are like, well, he's played so many more games. You know, you got to stay healthy. You can't, hold, you can't penalize somebody for being healthy. I was doing a deep dive on Pistol Pete. And I think Pistol Pete's one of the most underrated NBA players of all time. NBA. Because most people will go, Pistol Pete... Now, he kind of sucked in the NBA, didn't he? Now, I didn't get a chance to watch Pistol Pete. I was born in the 80s. So, Pistol Pete, to me, is a... I remember watching, like, a Thursday night movie 
a documentary. He dribbled the basketball outside the car, and it was an actor mm-hmm. doing it. Yep. Yep. And then once we got YouTube, I started to go, let me see what this guy. And I was like, dang, he was doing stuff that like Iverson was doing before Iverson was doing it. And where it was confusing to people because he was the only one doing it. And I'm going to just go from memory here. But I think in college at LSU, he averaged 40-something a game with no three-point line. In the NBA, he averaged like 24 or so. Again, no three-point line to the last year, and then he was already hurt. But, man, Pistol Pete, he was that dude. Mm-hmm. And Antoine Davis is that dude, too, in college. And so we'll see what's up. I mean, I, I think it would be cool if you broke it. I think a lot of people are happy he did not break it. Next up in the NBA, Lucas scores 42, Kyrie scores 40. Now, two 40-point... <laughs> Are they playing with two balls? Like, we got to figure out, because I think if they can, if they can figure out how to score 133 points a game, they'll win. But they're going to have to score a whole lot of points because they ain't stopping anybody, which is evident in the 76ers scoring 126 last night. So 133 to 126, Lucas scores 42, Kyrie scores 40. You can see them here happily touching each other's lower back, which is what, like I felt that. I like it. They like each other right now. Let's give it a minute and see what happens. But pretty cool. I, I would like to see Dallas make the playoffs, kind of figure out what they need to do. You know, when Brunson was with Luka, like that worked. Because Luka's the guy, right? Luka's him. And Brunson would play second. And then when Brunson would go, all right, my turn. When Luka take a look, Brunson would dominate. Now we're seeing what the Knicks, like Jalen Brunson's awesome. Like they didn't even know what they had. They should have paid him the 50 million bucks. But I'm curious, and I think the Mavericks made the right decision by getting Kyrie Irving, because again, it's a it's a four-month rental, basically. And if it doesn't work, okay. And if you're Luca and it doesn't work, you're like, okay, at least they tried. At this point, they gotta start showing Luca they're gonna try some stuff. Because how they were, like the trajectory of what they were doing was not gonna put them it really give them a chance to win, but maybe one game in the playoffs. Also in the NBA, LeBron is gonna have his foot. Tendon reevaluated in three weeks. You know, LeBron had said that this was like the biggest 23 games of his life. Now, did I really believe that? No, but I do think that was important to him to, you know, get rid of us and bring in all these other guys and really give it a run and try to make the play. Not make the play in, but make the playoffs. And he hurts his foot like almost immediately. He was walking out after the game. And when he was walking out on his own, because there was some social media of him walking out, I thought maybe it ain't so bad. But then when he posted a picture of his foot on Instagram and was like, this sucks, then you, then you knew something wasn't good. The Lakers are one game out of the 10 seed in the Western Conference, which is the final play-in spot. There are 20 games remaining, but again, three weeks. You just feel like if he can get that thing back and they can stay in it. I believe in the Lakers. I'll say it. I believe in the Lakers. Ooh. I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not a Lakers hater. <laughs> but I believe in the Lakers if they can get in the play-in I believe they could actually surprise some folks. Uh, in baseball, this will be quick. Spring training batting averages and runs are ticking upward amid shift limits, meaning they're stopping all the shifting, which I, I'm fine with. I like it. I like the clock. I like the clock where it's, all right, in between pitches, batter, there's a big shot clock up there. Here's the thing about baseball. I love baseball. Playing baseball, I was the best at it. It was my favorite sport growing up. But the games are almost unwatchable now as full entities. It's hard to sit down and watch three and a half hours of a game when they're going, as my grandma would say, as slow as molasses. <laughs> Every pitch. All right, one on one. Here's the count. All right. It's just so slow. That's why baseball has, I mean, the popularity with young people in baseball, it's almost not there. The best athletes, they're not playing baseball for the most part, they're playing basketball or football. So baseball is going to have to culturally shift something. Now, this isn't something that all the baseball historians love because it's, it's not. It's not something that's happened where they put a big clock up there, but they got to speed up that game just because as a fan, it gets boring to watch. Or you can't watch the whole thing because you have, I don't know, a life and a job and you can't spend four hours watching the game and there's no halftime. At least you can take a break. Or a football game, basketball game. So I do like the clock. It's weird. 
It's weird to see the big clock on the back wall, right, guys? I mean, it's... Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that way for the regular season, but in the spring they, training... No, they need it there, though. I like it. It's weird, but I like it. You like it on I the lo- broadcast? I love it. Put it there fat so everybody sees it. So when you look at it, you know this game ain't going to be that boring and we're going to be able to get through it. I think it just sends a signal. We're trying new things. We're trying to speed up baseball because baseball has sucked. Now, baseball's been awesome because I love the game of baseball, but it sucked for a casual fan. It's been a rough watch for a few years. You don't have casual fans becoming hardcore fans when they just watch a few baseball games. Right. Agreed. You do have the fans like myself who love baseball who will dial in and let's go. But you just aren't gaining a lot of fans. So I like it that they're making the game. And think about this. Basketball, shot clock. Football, play clock. And you can go, well, those sports are timed. Absolutely. But they've also had, they've made changes to those clocks over the years too. They've shortened them. They've, so let's put it, let's, let's do it. Baseball, let's be more fun to watch because I'm proud of you and I want to be proud of you outwardly. And then finally, I got on. You guys have a group of friends. Chris, I'll ask you. You have a group of friends or a couple friends that will tell you exactly how good or bad you're doing and you trust them even though you want to punch them in the face. <laughs> yeah, everyone needs a couple of friends like that right. in their life, right? And I have three, and we play in my John Madden football league together, which I mentioned yesterday, and they were like, hey, bro, that was a pretty good show. Wasn't the best I've ever seen you do, but that Chris guy was funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's not what they were like, saying. is TJ as cool as he looks? And they like very little about me. <laughs> did you like, answer yes to that no I, I was like question? I was like I refuse to answer that uh, next question and <laughs> they said fourth on the TJ list yeah. they said you didn't talk about F1 at all oh and I said well I don't know anything about F1 starting back up soon well I have a little touch of mole on it that they wrote for me oh sorry so here we go Let's this is go. The, we're doing F1 do you know anything about F1 TJ I mean I know it involves cars me too I, I know nothing about it but here we go it'll be quick the 2023 F1 season kicks off this weekend in Bahrain. Max Verstappen. Oh, he's been on this Verstappen. show. I know. We know Max. You like him? He was cool to me. Okay, pause. There was a pregnant pause there. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I <laughs> met him for pause. 20 minutes. Okay. Seemed cool, though. A long time ago. <laughs> Max Verstappen and Red Bull are looking to repeat their dominant championship run from last season. Love him or hate him, they're the team to beat. You're, Lewis Hamilton, here are my predictions. Is Hamilton, actually, yep. I know him. They're actually yeah. not my predictions. Honestly, I don't know any of these people. Lewis Hamilton is like the LeBron of Formula 1. I know who he is. He wears all the watches. All the watches. Yeah. Big watch guy, Mercedes. Very rich. Isn't that sad that that's what I know about one of the richest, most successful athletes British in dude. the world? Good looking sold, guy. He just sold like a $50 million condo in New York, never lived there. He bought a $50 million condo and never lived there? Never lived there. Just sold it. Here are my predictions. Lewis Hamilton will remain winless this season. Is he washed? I don't Ooh. know. Ooh. No, literally, I don't know. Rick, uh, Daniel Ricciardo will replace Sergio Perez midway through the season. Aston Martin will shock everyone to finish in the top three. And finally, Logan Sargent, the first American F1 in eight years, will finish dead last to represent the good old USA. <laughs> That's the end. That was like me reading a report in French because I don't know the words I was saying there, but I did touch them all right there. Thank you. You the words that are coming out of my mouth? Yes, exactly. Uh, Chris, how you doing, buddy? Hey, man, I'm good. It's Friday. We made it. Is, I, I don't know what day it is. I did, a, I did a radio show this morning for five hours, and then I came over here. I'm not sure what today is. What time did you go to sleep and then wake up this morning? Probably went to sleep after preparing for both shows about 11. Probably woke up about 2. Oof. Maybe 1.30. Show started at 3 this morning. My other show, Bobby Bone Show. Coffee guy? No. Don't like coffee at all. Never even had coffee until a couple years ago. I've never had it. Ever? Still ever. Don't. It's, I like tea. You ever had, okay, tea. Imagine there's a bag, a tea bag, but the tea bag is, has poop in it. That's coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's. Don't tell coffee people that because they are very passionate. And most yeah, people are coffee about people. About their $8 small cup of coffee. You do anything fun yesterday? Did I do anything fun? I just hung out with my boy. Um, uh, my lady went to work at late at night, so we read books and put him to bed, and then I watched a little hoops. What, what book are you reading? Oh, man, we read a little Blaze last night, and we got this new book called uh, If I Built a House. Is that a book, like a better self-help book? or No, they're for three-year-olds. Oh, with the kids. <laughs> hey, I wrote a kid's book, bestseller, Stanley the Dog in his first day at school. Let's go. You should check that out. It's about not fitting in, but still finding your worth. Love it. Mm, story of me <laughs> in a kid's book. That's right. I'm in. What about you? Mike, how'd the night go? Ah, perfect. Got some rest, finally. Fi- finally. Yes. He you know works as much as you, Bobby. You know what I like yeah. about Mike? And I'm gonna say, you know what I love about Mike? After the show yesterday, Mike and I were talking. And listen, I walked in the room yesterday. You guys didn't know who I was. You were like, who is this weirdo coming in to host for Rich? I know the vibe. I get it. Like, what can he do? But after the show, Mike came up and was like, hey, man, solid. And I was like, thanks, man. You don't have to say that. He's like, no, solid. He goes, I only say that because 
I'm also the best to ever do it. And I was like, that's what I like. <laughs> I said, and I thought he was kidding at first. He goes, I'm not kidding. He's not kidding. Not kidding. He said, I'm not kidding. He's, he's not the best sound mixer to ever do it. He's not kidding. No. And I respected that. Not kidding. Because if you don't believe in you, nobody else will. Exactly. That's exactly it. My hero. Mike Del Tufo. Thank you, Bobby. Yes, sir. TJ, how's the evening? It was interesting. Okay, let's pause and go over to TJ now. <laughs> what do you mean it was interesting? Nah, uh, I, I watched... Let me think. No, something what? you're not saying. You almost wanted to say something and you backed <laughs> off. Yeah, and I'm going to continue to back off. I watched Marlon Wayans' new stand-up special okay. last night. I okay. think it's called God Loves Me on HBO Max. Remember the 723 Club? Marlon Wayans, shout out. And uh, <laughs> the entire like hour was just dedicated to Will Smith and Chris Rock. Oh, goodness. Yeah, it was, it was pretty funny. All right, give me a crumb of what you didn't want to say. Just a word. So I can at least know what direction you're not sending us in. <laughs> nah, there was nothing. I was just. That's thinking. not true. That's not true. There was something you didn't. You started because that's it. That story you told. Not interesting. What you, <laughs> what you were about to say was going to be so interesting. No, it was just like really corny. Like I was going to take you through. Like oh, well, I went up to um, Bristol Farms and I got mm-hmm. some dinner and, and came Let's home go. and watched Marlon. I was like, oh, that's really corny. I'm not going to okay. share that story. Nobody cares about that. I did care about that, but that's okay. Well, I didn't realize that you would. Now I know. I do want to talk about just some of these quarterbacks were speaking. Really, all the ones we wanted to hear from, for the most part, were speaking at the Combine. And they went to Bryce Young. What do you think they asked him about? Like, What's the one thing they asked him about? That, that, his height. Absolutely. Like his the weight, measure, his weight. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And Bryce Young was asked if his size will be a factor in playing in the NFL. Here you go. Again, I, I've been this size uh, you know, respectfully my, my whole life. Um, you know, I, I know who I am. I know, I know what I can do. And, you know, for me, you know, I think it, it, it's fair. You know, everyone can, can speculate and ask whatever questions are necessary. But, you know, I'm going to continue to control what I can control. I'm um, keep working my hardest to put myself in a position. And I'm confident in myself. I know what I can do. And, you know, I'm just excited to get to that next level. I love Bryce Young. I hate to play against him because I'm an Arkansas guy. We had to play him. You know, for a couple, three years. Is it three years? Because you got to be three years in. Before the yeah, game. three years in. I like Bryce Young a lot. He, he did lie right there, though. Did you guys catch it? Did you guys catch the lie? Mm-mm. He said he'd been that size his whole life. That ain't true. <laughs> He's seven years old. He wasn't that size. Nah, he'd have been a giant. Yeah. I'm rooting, yeah. For, I'm rooting for Bryce Imagine Young. Imagine if he was like 5'10", 180 when he was seven. Right, and then never grew. <laughs> oh, now it gets sadder. He just never grew. <laughs> right. yeah. You're like, uh, I'm going to be a giant. CJ. <laughs> <laughs> and he just stopped throwing. CJ Stroud was asked straight up about the possibility of going to the Bears. I mean, no, I don't want to go there. I mean, that, that's that's his team. So, uh, but I mean, I think I can do my I can do my thing. I got to go build my legacy. And I know he and he's rude to me. He texted me uh, yesterday morning. So, uh, me and him uh, are brothers for life. Talking about Justin Fields, they played together. Obviously, at, or, we're together at Ohio State. So, I like CJ Stroud. I think he's going to be real good. Obviously, they do, I too, do too, but I like in this, his story, yeah. like his personal story, like having to grind through it, no money, no coaches, the situation with the dad. Like, I root for C.J. Stroud. And then finally, Will Levis on, you know, what he wants to, like the talent evaluation when people look at him. Here you go. Arm talent, I think I got one of the stronger arms that's come out of any draft class in recent memory. And then just who I am as a person, kind of my morals, what I stand for, my values. And I think that's been uh, the most kind of beneficial thing for me to be able to share with these coaches throughout these formal and informal interviews to just get them to know me as a person, get them to kind of understand how seriously I take every aspect of my life and just letting them know how much I love ball and how I'm able to use those values and those morals to make me the best person in the locker room and on the field as possible. Not everybody goes through the throwing portion of the combine. Why, why do you feel that? Because I got a cannon. I'm going to show it off. <laughs> My man. Yeah. <laughs> Same. I, it's, I got a laser rocket arm. Yeah, it's like the only, this is like the only place where I really like people to like feel themselves. Like you should feel yourself and then amplify that and then let them know. I want my quarterback. I want my quarterback to be like Joe Burrow. Like probably don't want to hang out with Joe Burrow. I don't know Joe Burrow as a person. But I, probably don't, I don't know if I want to hang out with a guy like that. But I want my quarterback to be like that. Yeah. That's awesome. I love it. I love that from Will Levis. Here's <laughs> what we're going to do. He got a cannon. I want to show it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I hate, Sam Monson coming up. We're going to talk. I dingers. I, I hit dingers. That's right. <laughs> Big Little Big League Al. World Series. I, I hit dingers. dingers. <laughs> Sam Monson coming up. Pro Football Focus. Let's do it. Let's talk about it. Let's dive in. We'll get to that. And then the atrocities of being in California for a couple days. I got a few of them. It's been a rough run for your boy here. Uh-oh. What happened? 
Well, so I was watching Damon Wayne's special last night. Well, okay. And I was watching Marlins. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, wrong one. No, wrong Wayne's brother. All right. We'll come back with those. This is The Rich Eisen Show. I am Bobby Bones. Thank you guys for being here. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guests were is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Hello, friends. Talk to Sam Monson in like 15 seconds, but the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger, with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. All right, let's talk to him now. The expert that I've been waiting for, because I got a lot of questions, it is Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus. Sam, how are you, buddy? Let's go, Sam. How are you, Sam? Hey, how's it going? Hey, there he is. Hey, Sam, I need your analysis. I need your opinions on this because I got so many things I wanted to ask you specifically. Number one question, we've been talking a lot about it here, Derek Carr. Where would you like to see Derek Carr end up? I think Derek Carr in New Orleans makes a ton of sense. They were the team that was interested uh, when it was going to cost something, when they were going to have to trade for Derek Carr. So with him on the open market, I think that's a great fit for them. I think it immediately makes the New Orleans Saints the favorite for that division. And for Derek Carr, it's a team that gives him an obvious pathway to do something, to, to make the playoffs, to, to make some noise, to look like uh, you know the starting quarterback of a playoff-bound team and gets him into the NFC where the landscape isn't quite as treacherous as it is in the AFC with all these incredible young quarterbacks that were in the playoffs this past season. I mean, is that a thing for a quarterback like Derek Carr? Because listen, that division with the Saints and the Bucks. The pants, and we could go on. It's terrible. Like, would that actually affect Derek Carr's decision to go? Well, everybody else is terrible on that that little side of the world, so I'm going to go over there and be a little less terrible. Yeah, it's tough to know how much that's going to factor into his decision. But you've got to think that an agent or you know his representative, somebody that's looking out on behalf of Derek Carr, is at least aware of that and maybe steering him in that direction. And maybe Derek Carr is the kind of guy that, that wants to compete and wants to go against the best quarterbacks and wants to be in a division with Patrick Mahomes and face him twice a year. But in terms of him looking as good as he can be, you know, the people that are around him have to be aware that that's an easier thing to do, I think, in New Orleans than it is in some of these other places he could end up. I'm not trying to go Derek Carr-Palooza here, but one final question about the guy you know, as he's with the Jets and he's doing a little tour and he's in no hurry to actually sign with the team. I mean, is it hilarious to you? Because you did bring up the Saints. It's hilarious to me that he said, yeah, I don't want to be traded to the Saints. And so the Raiders, you can get nothing for me. And then he's, if he still goes to the Saints, like that's him just kind of sticking it back to them. That's kind of funny to me. Is it funny to you? Oh, yeah. Like I, he, the Raiders sort of did him a little bit dirty, right? They shut him down. They basically said, you're done in uh, Las Vegas. We're moving on from you. 
And so since then, he's saying, well, okay, if you're going to treat me like that, I'm going to treat you the same way, and I'm going to make sure you don't get anything from me. And if I can, I'm going I'm to rub it in your faces. I don't know if you heard the breaking news yesterday, but we think Aaron Rodgers goes to the Titans because you know, he's building a house in Nashville. And I talked to one of the guys that was actually working, like an assistant under one of the guys working there, and said Aaron plans to live there all year long. Breaking news, if you haven't heard that yet, Sam. But where do you think Aaron Rodgers ends up, even though you know that I talked to an assistant worker on the property of Aaron Rodgers' new house? Go ahead. I think Tennessee makes some sense. You know, we've heard talk here all week at the Combine that the Titans are going to be moving on from Ryan Tannehill. You could see how they would be all for jumping into the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes. They still have some work to do if they do that. Get them an offensive line. That group fell apart last season, was ranked 32nd in the NFL at PFF. So it's a starting point. It's not going to make them immediately Super Bowl contenders, but I like it. The team that I would love to see Rodgers go to is the Jets, though. I think that's the team that can contend immediately with Rodgers stepping onto that roster. They have weapons. They've got an elite defense. They've got an offensive line that should be significantly better than last year. Even if they don't do anything to it, just from the guys getting back healthy, Rodgers would make the Jets an immediate contender, albeit you know in a tough division where you have to get by Buffalo, Miami, New England, um, and the AFC. I, I think the Jets is a team ready to compete if they got a quarterback as good as he is. We talk about Aaron Rodgers, and it's, I guess it's a foregone conclusion in a lot of our minds, myself included, where it's, where's Rodgers going to go? He's going to stay with the Packers. He's going to go to the Raiders or the Titans or the Jets. But, Sam, in reality, what do you think the odds are that Rodgers just goes, I'm done? I, I mean, it's always possible with a guy like Rodgers. We're talking about an unusual human being, you know, somebody that goes and locks themselves in a dark box for two days to <laughs> meditate on what he's going to do about this. Somebody that goes on ayahuasca retreats. You know, Rodgers is not the normal NFL quarterback. He's an unusual person, uh, you know, a, a unique thinker, and it's always possible that that guy might just decide, you know what, hosting Jeopardy sounds pretty good to me right now. I'm going to go. I don't need to get hit uh, every week of the year um, for the NFL season. i got better things to do with my time. I, you're right. That's absolutely always a live possibility with a guy like Rodgers. It would be disappointing in the story arc if he just quits. Sure. And yeah, 100%. Then, then he would he would live in Tennessee. I'll be right. He just wouldn't be playing for the Titans. So <laughs> uh, we talk about free agents. Let's move off of quarterbacks. They are not to be discussed in this next question. But who is the number one free agent on the board that's not a quarterback? It's tough. It's not a great group of free agents. I think Javon Hargrave is the prize, the defensive tackle from Philadelphia. Um, he's the guy that fits the profile of young enough, um, talented enough. He's been a dominant pass rusher the last couple of seasons inside for the Eagles, uh, grading above 90 in the PFF scale, the 0 to 100 grades, like pure blue-chip dominant type of uh, performances. And there aren't too many of those guys out there. And a lot of them we saw this season, the teams that were really good, had one of those true alpha interior uh, pass rushers. The Chiefs obviously had um, Chris Jones. The Eagles had Hargrave. The Bengals, they had D.J. Reader dominating. The uh, Giants had Dexter Lawrence. You need one of those guys in today's NFL to really push the pocket, to cause problems for those opposing quarterbacks. I think Hargrave is the guy that's going to get some big money off the back of it. Sam Monson from Pro Football Focus, lead NFL analyst on with us here. It's the Rich Eisen Show. I'm Bobby Bones. Final three questions. Which draft prospect do you feel like is still being undervalued based on their grading from Pro Football Focus? I think there's a lot of them for, for various different reasons. It sounds kind of funny because he might end up being the number one overall pick, but Bryce Young is being undervalued when we're comparing him to these other quarterbacks. We're talking about a big four group of quarterbacks. Any of the four could end up going number one overall. They've all been mocked there in various different mock drafts. Bryce Young's tape, I think, is head and shoulders above the other three guys. And if he was head and shoulders above the other three guys in terms of statue, or statue, uh, we wouldn't even be talking about it. We would be saying Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this draft, and actually he's a generational talent. He's that good. He's a dominant quarterback. He's been carving it up in the SEC, and the fact that he may only be five foot ten, 185 pounds, or what he, whatever he ends up weighing when we get the official numbers, it shouldn't change that. Which receiver do you think will be taken off the board uh, first in, when the draft happens? I think it should be Jordan Addison, the USC wide receiver. Um, used to be at Pitt when Kenny Pickett was there. And when you were watching Kenny Pickett tape, 
Addison was the guy jumping off the tape. I think he's a little bit underrated as well because everybody's focusing on what he doesn't do or the fact that he isn't, you know, six foot four, two hundred plus pounds and, and able to run four three flat. But he's just good at everything. He reminds me a lot of Garrett Wilson from a year ago, where a lot of the same thing was being said. Garrett Wilson's not a Jamar Chase type, um, but he is just good at everything, and he was rookie of the year. I think Addison has similar types of skills where he can play inside or outside. He can win at all levels of the field and make an immediate impact to any offense that ends up drafting him. I'm going to lean into you here for your speculation, your prognostication. Who do you think has the most potential to move up the draft boards from now? Here we are at the Combine. To draft day, you're like the biggest jump from what they were going into the Combine and everybody's feeling about them to the day the draft happens. I think a guy, two guys yesterday that put in some pretty impressive workout numbers have a chance to really shoot up draft boards. I think one is Nolan Smith, the edge rusher from Georgia, the guy that ran in the four threes, four three nine, blew up the combine with all the other numbers as well, maxed out the vert. People have been concerned that he's a little bit undersized, but he just put the kind of workout um, on display that will make people overlook that and make people say he can be Hassan Reddick with extra speed. And then the other one is Kalijah Kansi, the, the Pittsburgh defensive tackle. Again, sort of set a record-breaking number in terms of the 40, is going to get compared to Aaron Donald because of similar size, similar speed, same school, and that will only help him. He's been talked about as a first-round pick already, but we're seeing him appear higher and higher up on mock drafts. The last one I saw had him going in the top five. I think he's a guy that is going to catapult up draft boards off the back of his combine performance. Are you having fun out there? Yeah, it's great. It's it's Friday though, so it's a bit of a uh, it's a bit of a grind. Most people have been here since Monday. You can see that the week start to take its toll on the people, and the fact that the quarterbacks are on the podium this morning at eight a.m. feels a little bit mean spirited by the organizers. All right, follow him on Twitter at pff underscore sam. Sam, great talk. Appreciate the time, buddy. Anytime, guys. Take it easy. Yeah. I- if Aaron Rodgers retires, I will be sad. Not because Aaron Rodgers is retiring, but because I need the drama. <laughs> I need it. It's like a drug. I need somebody to be dramatic. I need to follow along. I need to be annoyed at a player for being dramatic, but I need that. <laughs> and if he leaves, I don't have that. Who is the next dramatic player that we have to lean into to be annoyed by? It's a great question because we lost Brady and we might lose Rodgers. Like, who's the speculation in the offseason of, like, are they going to quit? Where are they going to go? Right. Big Ben's no, no longer with us on the field. Man, that's a good question, yeah. TJ. Yeah, gonna... a- a- AB's gone, so there's no drama I mean, I guess, there. like, Russell Wilson has kind of taken some of that, some of that mantle. He, he, you know, he had kind of a dramatic offseason last year, and the, his first year in Denver didn't really go well at all. And now Sean Payton's there, so the comeback story might be nice. Maybe it's Russell Wilson. I'd like to see a comeback from Russ. Me too. I'd love to see some, you know, what's weird about our society is we love to lift somebody up, and when they get up there high, we love to knock them down, and then we love to see them come back up again. It never stops. I'd like to see Russ to come back, because I'd definitely make fun of him knocking him down, I'll be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I want to tell you about some atrocities of California. I do not live in California. I do not, I, this is, to me, I come and I work and I go home. I did American Idol for four seasons, worked on that show, so I would come out here for a few months. I did the dancing show, did a show called Breaking Bobby Bones, which is on Nat Geo, if you want to see that. I was out here being a stunt person. I'm still injured from that episode. So my, <laughs> my, my experience here has been brief and just covered by walls and blankets. I don't really hang out. But the last couple of days, here are three things that have happened to me. First of all, I went to an ATM. Oh, what's the problem here? I tried to get out forty dollars. They said, "Yeah, you can have forty bucks, but it's gonna be a six dollar fee." Where'd you go? A six dollar fee six, for yeah, forty dollars? It was just in the hotel. By Were the you way, in the oh, club? Yeah. I'm staying in some the, type of club. The, 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 I, do you think I go to clubs anymore? I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, anymore? No, Sorry, ever? Anymore? Yeah. Ever? <laughs> nice. Those are the type of places that in there. That, yeah. throw that extra fee on, this man. More. See, you know what what I mean? in the hotel, you get double. You get double. Like you get it from the bank. And then the hotel, because the person that owns that ATM in the hotel is making money, and then the banks are making money. I blame California. You heard me say it. <laughs> I blame California. It's a double one. It was $6, and I wanted 40 and then I go, well, I can't That's pay 6 on 40 Nope. So I got a 200 just because yeah. I wanted to pay 6 on 2 as a math game. Yeah, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Cool. I'm staying at a hotel by the airport, and I don't know if the airport, if that makes a difference, where they know most people staying there are just kind of stranded, but that's number one. That probably is <laughs> 
that you probably hit the nail on the head there. That probably is the reason. Now brace yourself for number two. Uh oh. Yeah. Tighten your core. Uh oh. In two days, it's happened twice. I've ordered a yogurt and it's come with no plastic spoon. What am I supposed to do? Eat it with my fingers? <laughs> what is wrong? Send me a spoon. You talking like room service style? No, I'm talking like I got it from Uber Eats. And it's day one, no plastic spoon, anomaly. Day two, no plastic spoon, California. <laughs> so you know what I did? I think I'd rather have no spoon than a paper spoon. Well, yeah, exactly. I'll ta- I would take any. I would take a straw and clip it and then make a little spoon like you used to do with the slushies. Remember that back in the day? Uh-huh. Like that yes. would have even been nice. <laughs> so day one, I had to eat it like a dog. I take it in my hand, <laughs> stick in my tongue. Day two, I didn't haven't eaten it yet, so I'm going to try to find three minutes to eat this yogurt. That's number two of my atrocities. Number three, in my hotel room, you're, there aren't animals allowed. No. Last night, I didn't get a lot of sleep, like three hours. Like I said, I went to bed about 11, woke up around 1.30 to do my morning show before this show. And I hear, again, I hear through the wall this sound. Meow. I'm like, what the? I'm trying to sleep. At first, I'm thinking of my dreaming of a cat. Because I'm in that, that halfway, like that purgatory of sleep where you're like, am I asleep? Am I not? I'm like, there's a cat. Okay, there's a cat. Now, what am I going to do? I got three hours to probably get some sleep in. Hear it again. It's loud. It's piercing the wall. And so I think, okay, what can I do? I don't want to walk over to that room. I'm in California. I'm going to get shot. And I've had a gun to my head before, and it ain't fun. And so I go, all right. I meow back at the cat. I go, because if there's a bigger cat next door, maybe it'll shut up. Mm-hmm. Good point. It didn't. It actually was like in heat or something on the cat in the room. So all night long, so I had to put earbuds in to go to sleep, which is not comfortable, but that's what I did. California, not been good to me for two days. Sorry, bud. First world problems. I mean, yogurt? All this over yogurt? Not all. It was just one of the factors that made the whole thing my two days here. Other than this, you, you ordered more from Uber Eats than just the yogurt, though, right? You didn't just say, "Let me just get a yogurt." You, you, you okay? You want to know what I got? I mean, yeah, I got a yogurt from Starbucks with a. I, I do a tea from Starbucks. Hate coffee, turd water, as I like to call it. <laughs> and then I got uh, something from Panera, which is some sort of, I don't know, healthyish muffin thing. That's it. They dropped it off the hotel door, ate it, no spoon. That's all. That's all. I'm done. No spoon. Here's what we're going to do. I just can't stop. And not just once, twice. You laugh at me. It just feels like, feel like junior high again. Yeah. I'm not lying. I have it here. I will be eating it during a break. You need a spoon? I do. I literally came here and got a spoon. I have one now. You should take one with you. So stupid. stupid. All right, coming up, we're going to talk about media personalities, the top media personalities of your lives here. Also, what would you do? What would you do if you were running the Bears? They had the first pick. What would you do? How would you do it? We're going to get to that. Bears, Ravens, Vegas, and Scott Pioli coming up, which I'm super excited about. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, o o o O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. I'm going to ask you guys in a second, so be prepared. Your personal biases when it comes to sports, it's hard to not have a bias because we all have favorite teams, but, and sometimes we try to be fair and unbiased. But I'm going to ask you, right? you got to be honest. What are your personal biases in sports? So have them ready. All three of you. Ooh. I'm coming to you for the, and let's be honest. It's safe. It's safe. This safe space. I got a ton of those. It may not be on the internet oh, when I you leave. But, okay. I need another pen, someone. I'm going to write all these down. <laughs> Monster.com can help you tackle the job hunt and make your next career move in football and in life. You know, there's the regular season and there's the playoffs. So, same thing. Life, football. Monster.com knows it's scoring your next job. That's the playoff moment right there. To bring your A game, you need Monster.com. Are you looking to change positions? Join a new team? Monster can help. Monster.com has millions of job openings, great coaching, and career advice for strong performance when it counts. Plus, when you upload your resume to Monster.com, you can be recruited by employers before they even post their jobs. Monster.com specializes in building the right teams for employers, and they know how to match you with those jobs that fit. When you score the position, Monster.com's salary calculator ensures you are paid what you're worth. The regular season, it's over. It's history. We all know the playoffs are no time for messing around. It's time to get off the sidelines and go to Monster.com and win the job hunt. Monster.com, there you go. All right, your personal bias. Chris, I'm going to you first. It can be good or bad, but it's hard for you to not have bias when it comes to what? Ooh. I mean, Tom Brady. <laughs> I love Tom Brady. He brought me so much joy as a sports fan uh, forever and ever. And then he, you know, he goes to Tampa and immediately wins. And I was rooting for him because why wouldn't I? If they played the Patriots in the Super Bowl, I probably would have rooted for Tom. Wow. Just because I think that's cool. I think wow. he's the greatest of all time. He's up there uh, with the Michael Jordans and the Serenas and the Phelpses as uh, one of the best ever. So... Uh, I refuse to hear any slander about Tom, pretty much about anything. Thank you for your honesty, Chris. I appreciate well, that. You're welcome, yeah. Bobby. Mike. My bias. I really don't have any biases. I don't <laughs> okay, that can't. That, that's what are you talking about? Boy. I don't have a bias. I mean, oh, no, you know what my bias is? I work for Fox Sports. I love Fox Sports, and I love audio. My bias is that when I watch a game or a sporting event, the bias that I have is it better sound good and look good. And when I see something that doesn't sound or look good, I just go like, come on, what are we doing? That's the bias I have. Because as you told me, and I quote, uh, yes. I'm the greatest of all time at this. <laughs> and I respect that. <laughs> Again, if you don't believe in you, no one I'm will. I'm never going to live that I, you, You're never oh going to live that down. Oh, my God. TJ. Did he really say that, first of all? Yeah, right, right here, right here. I did. Because he walked up, and I, I'm not good with compliments. I said it. Hey, yeah, you said it. Hey, he said, yeah. I'm not good with compliments. I'm I also, said, I said... Oh. Mike came up and goes, hey, man, you did a great job. Like, <laughs> I said, well, you don't have to say that because you probably have to say that to everybody. And he goes, no, I really don't, and I wouldn't. I said, hey, look, I'm the greatest of all time at what I do. And I was like, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I 1,000% believe he did say yeah. that. And yeah. then yeah. I explained why yeah. Dion likes me. Yes. Because yeah. Dion and I, we have that connection. He's great. I'm great. We kind of have a connection. <laughs> I want oh, it. Exactly. I'm great. TJ? Oh, uh, well, you know, I've got some bias. Uh, I, I, I have bias against Steeler fans. I have bias against uh, Philadelphia Eagles fans and Washington football why teams. Why the fans? Why do you keep fans. going to fans and not teams? Because I grew up uh, in the middle of Pennsylvania, surrounded by nothing but Steelers fans and a few Eagles fans, and I was a Cowboy fan. So you have to understand that uh, I heard a lot of crap for years and years and years about 
liking Dallas and not liking the Steelers. And so I used to always say I I love the Steelers. I just didn't like Steeler fans. Some of those Steeler fans were actually living under the same roof as me. Mm. So, <laughs> you know, so there's that. Uh, basically, anyone in the NFC East, I don't like their fans or their team, so I'm That's biased fair. against them. Yeah. Um, Cowboys haters, for whatever reason, like just saying how about them Cowboys seems to rile people up. And I'm starting to just take some joy in the fact that people get so pressed over over those four letters. It, so does, tr- it does trigger I'm, a lot of I'm people. I'm biased. As you know, Jerry Jones shook my hand, told me thank you for being a fan. So I'm kind of stuck in there for life. So, you know, I'm biased against people who don't like us. I am a massive SEC oh. fan. <laughs> I, have ma- I have SEC bias like crazy. The SEC walks on water. You'll yeah. never convince me otherwise. Every sport. When they're like, the SEC can't really hold up in, in uh, college basketball. And then we have two of the final four or six of the eight. You know I'm riding that horse all the way in. I just love it. I'm one of the people that's weird that goes, SEC, it chants that for no reason at games. <laughs> so I have a massive SEC bias. Even when you're at a Titans game, you it, just randomly... I, I'll do it in the bathroom alone sometimes. So I'm just feeling it. It's like, SEC. So I'm a big SEC guy because I'm a massive Arkansas Razorback fan and I have a big Arkansas bias. I'll be at that game tomorrow as we play Kentucky and try to... They say we're a lock. Into the tournament, I just don't know yet. I gotta get, I gotta get Lenardi back. Gotta talk to him. How many Corliss Williamson posters do you have? You know, I have the framed Sports Illustrated from mm-hmm. in '94. Yeah, and then I have a jersey that I just got. I'm an adult man. I just got a signed jersey for nothing wrong for, with that for Christmas. And I, I won a charity auction to go and take basketball lessons from him. Not when I was 14, but about six months ago. <laughs> and he's now a coach in Arkansas, and I'm too, like, I'm not ashamed, but I'm an adult, man. It's weird to be like, hello, Mr. Corliss. I'd like to take my basketball lessons now, because I think he thinks a kid's going to show up. But it was for big brothers, big sisters, so. But hey, kids, don't, exactly. kids don't remember what he did to Duke in 94, you know, so. Big nasty. You earned that. Top five media personalities in my life, and I only thought about this because Craig Kilborn was on yesterday, and to me, that, that was one of the coolest moments. Craig was like so yeah. kind and generous before, during, and after. Yep. Yeah. And it's weird because the juxtaposition of Craig versus the Craig that he presents that's funny, that's, you know, regal Craig, fancy Craig. Regal. Yeah, you just don't expect someone that's like, Lord. Uh, uh, yeah, Lord Kilby. Lord Kilby. <laughs> it's like you don't expect someone that has that brand to actually be that kind. And so I was thinking about this. These are the top five media personalities of my life. Number five, because when I would listen to him on the radio, I would think I've never heard anything like this before. And it was Jim Rome back in the day. I would be like, wait, Rackham? That's, that, that was a cool. Rock yeah. Rock. So Jim Rome at number five for me, just because I'd never heard sports radio like that before. Let Brockman do a Rome impression for you. Hilarious. I cracked myself up. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Bobby, it's great to meet you, man. <laughs> Hilarious. It's phenomenal. Rack him. That's pretty good. It's, it's the best. Yeah. I tell like if I close it's my eyes. Me laugh every time he does. You ever met him? It's just me doing. No, I've seen him at Santa Anita before because he's a big horse guy, but. Uh, no, I'm just doing Frank Caliendo doing. Mm. I mixed doing. his show, so when he does it, it takes me right back to sitting in the chair. And I just That's a good one. Me. Number four, John Madden. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Him and Pat Summerall oh, doing yeah. games. And then also, obviously, John Madden football, which I've had every, every single John Madden game. Yeah. Love it. It's how I keep my friends. It makes it literally makes our relationship stronger. Our friendship. It's like fantasy football. You know how we tell our, our partners or our wives. No, we do it because it, we, it keeps us in touch. Mm-hmm. It's guys, we don't do well. We're just calling going, hey, I'm going to check on your feelings. How you doing? But if we're like, is there any way that you would trade me, TJ, who's Majada? <laughs> and then you get into how's everything going. We need a conduit to get there. Yeah. But John Madden has been that. Number three, Harry Carey, growing up a massive Aye. Cubs fan. Watched 130, 120 games a year. I loved Harry Carey. The early days, my first memories, they would go and show him on WG and there'd be beer cans in front of him on TV. They later pulled those. But I would love Harry Carey and Steve Stone, but to me, Harry Carey. Like that guy to me represents what I loved about baseball when I was a kid. Number two, I'm going to say Bill Simmons. You know, I still listen to, to, to Bill's podcast, but when he was working for ESPN, he was writing. He was writing the articles, crossing pop culture and sports. He was the first one to do that where I go, I'm actually interested in both of this. I love his sports. I don't really like Boston sports, but in particular, I don't not like Boston sports. But I liked it that he knew who he was and that he would talk about the Olsen twins. And then he would talk about Kevin Garnett. And somehow, they had something in common. And to me, 
That was awesome. So Bill Simmons, probably number two. And at number one, and I didn't want to do this because I hate when, when people lump people together, but I got to put, because wrestling, you love wrestling, I loved wrestling, the Attitude Era for wrestling was like it. Yeah. Stone Cold, the Generation X. You could go through that. But the Attitude Era for me in sports was that 12 years or so of Sports Center, where it was Rich, it was Dan Patrick, it was Stuart Scott, it was Robin Roberts. Oh, there's a lot of them on the screen right now. Yeah. Craig Kilborn. That's why this came to my mind, because he was that to me. I tried to tell him that yesterday. <laughs> and he also was being pretty self-deprecating. But to me, th- those are my top five media personalities in my life. I'm going to come to you guys in the next hour and have you guys give me some of yours and shout them out, because obviously they're inspirations to you guys, or you wouldn't be here right now. Oh, like, we are all on the shoulders so, so of... so many. <laughs> yeah. So have those ready. I know we, I said have biases ready, and you guys did pretty good. I give you guys a B plus. I didn't like all yours, TJ. But other than <laughs> <laughs> It was like, I hate every fan that's not me. <laughs> so, uh, we'll talk to Scott Pioli coming up. Like, this is like the GM of GMs. Like, to be able to hang out and talk with Scott Pioli, who is at the Combine, but also... You know, he was like the youngest ever to, to, to win one of the GM of the Year awards. He was like GM of the decade. He's got three rings. Scott Pioli coming up. Jerry Stackhouse coming up. Stack. Bobby Bones at Mr. Bobby Bones on Instagram. Filling in for Rich Eisen. Thank you, guys. We'll be back. Okay, now we're still on for the TV audience here. And I just want to say my shirt. I'm going to say this because you're going to see it. This, I don't have a lot of chest hair, but it looks like it. Don't I look pretty masculine here? <laughs> like my shirt, I mean, I'm really not tan. This is a golfer tan here. There any, there's no buttons on that shirt? There's no buttons. No buttons. And I didn't realize how hairy I looked. I don't have a lot of body hair. I think it's all... Light. It's all light. concentrated in that one area? It's all right here. Lighting. <laughs> yeah, like over the night, it kind of gathered. They had like a meeting, a gathering. Come. And so it, it's, it's right there. Uh, quarterbacks... Another thing I'm going to ask you guys in a second. Let's, let's remove Bryce Young. I want you guys to make your list of those other three and in the order you draft them, right? So C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. You're the guy. You get to pick those three. That's it. Here's a question for right now. Matt Ryan. We don't talk about him because we don't care anymore because he kind of sucked last year. Where will he go? Would you send him as a backup to like a Kansas City? Or would you go? Would you rather be? Here's the question. Would you rather be a backup for a good team or a starter for a really terrible team? Chris? I want to play, so I'd rather be a starter. But you can get a ring. Let's say you go back up Mahomes now. They need a good yeah, backup. Yeah, but if I'm, if I'm Matt Ryan, I, I can still start for Carolina or Houston while I teach a rookie. I, I don't know. TJ? Matt Ryan, do you go chase a ring as a backup? Or do you pr- try to start for a terrible team? Yeah, I think he'll probably try to start for a terrible team. Man, I'd want to get the ring. I'd want to get the ring. Thank you guys for watching. Thrill to be here, I'll be honest. I've said it over and over because I mean it. We'll come back and talk to Mr. Pioli. Can't get enough. I'm Bobby Bones for Rich Eisen. Back in a second.